podcast, Johnson. This episode of Black and White Fright is brought to you by Fright Lights. Lithophane nightlights of all your favorite monsters, shop Fright Lights 138 on Etsy, and by Gravely Unusual Magazine, the most unusual illustrated magazine, available at gravelyunusual.bigcartel.com. Horror, terror, thrills, chills, monsters, murder, mayhem. This is Black and White Fright. Uh huh. Yes, Let's do it. Hello. Welcome to Black and White Fright. I am Scott, joined by Bill. Hi. And Kevin. Right. Hi. And <laughs> and this week we're doing uh, my choice. Uh, I bury the living from 1958, which is a good title in retrospect. Wasn't it sure. It's a good poster movie poster made too. A it's a great movie poster that has nothing really to do with the movie, unfortunately. But it's a great poster. Like at least two of the characters are in the movie. There's a woman in distress who I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't know. And there's no one, you know, no zombies. But yeah, it's a great poster. Good art. No zombies with drippy fingers. <laughs> so, so I took notes while watching this, um, and then for whatever reason, uh, I didn't save them. So, uh, <laughs> so I lost all my notes. Uh, so I did rewatch it again, kind of quick, and took notes. But I may be missing some things. Um, I do say the word cemetery about a thousand times. So, uh, so we'll go through that. Maybe let's call it the c word. Yeah, that's not that's back at, appropriate. Back at the studio, yeah. yeah. Um, can I can I say before we start anything that uh, the uh, the main lead here, Richard Boone, looks like if David Duchovny and uh, Shemp Howard had a child. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fair. They, okay. they, some people called him, people called him handsome, handsome more than once in this movie, and I was just like, huh? Like, yeah, no. I don't, he's grizzled, and I mean, listen, not to toot my own horn. He's ten years younger than I am when he filmed this. What he was, he was sixty-five when he when he filmed this. (laughs) (laughs) He he was only forty when he filmed this. Really? Yeah. Well, it's it's the same old story. Probably cigarettes and alcohol and red meat. I I don't think it's just that. I think it's like living just directly under the sun (laughs) while like splashing cancer on yourself. (laughs) Well, like a crease in his chin that was just like ah spackle that thing it looked like a crack well if he was in that that in that divot you get between your eyes there the the john c Riley. yeah the john c Riley. he had that going on but he wasn't overweight and you're like but wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) how how do you think you how do you think you'd look if your big brother was slapping you in the face and poking you in the eyes all the time (laughs) mo howard in case you weren't and oh, and the older the oldest man in the movie is supposed to be the caretaker, and he's only thirty five. Yeah, it's Tim Heidecker. I love it's the way it is. It's just Tim Heidecker. They're like, just I put don't... an old man wig on him; <laughs> he'll be fine. Yeah, you, it, one, it was like one shot where I was like, it looks like Bill in, in makeup. Like yeah, I thought it looked like. Yeah, oh, we can I find that shot. I want to see it. Bill, okay. you say, you're saying you have movie quality makeup. I yeah. Got, I have, oh, good. Thank you. It looks yeah. like they just also they put a wig on it and it's like they, they did took like the you know when you uh, make a pastry and you sprinkle the uh, the powdered sugar over the top. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. just did that with a little shaky thing over them for each scene. <laughs> Can someone refresh my powdered sugar, please. 
<laughs> also, one day he got extra fancy and he had to refilm everything because he just put a door on, on his head and they had like designs and stuff. With <laughs> the powder on his head. Yeah. So the, Sorry, so the main character, the main character of the movie is Robert Kraft, uh, who is called Bob by most people and Bobby not by the, the caretaker who will meet. Not, not yet. I didn't even think about that. He is not the yeah. Patriots owner. Um, he works for a company like a department store. He's like president of a department store. I think it's like it's like a his. It's a family business that he yeah. and his uncle is helping him out. Yeah, uncle is sounded drunk most of the time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Uncle George, uh, and he's nominated for chairman of a committee that oversees the cemetery. And right away, I was very confused why <laughs> why this is the thing. And but, apparently, yeah. the people who work at this department store take turns doing that. Yeah, they could. They, 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 they do a year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they do a year of it. it just and, is. Um, There's no good reason. It just is. That's all. So he quickly meets up with the caretaker Andy McKee, and that's when that's when he, we learn that he's doing this for like a year. He's going to be like managing the cemetery. Yeah, sounds like fun. for a year. Uh, and basically, he tells Andy. And by the way, you're being retired. Like you've given forty good years here. It's, it's, Bye. Yeah, he's, oh, you're this valuable resource of knowledge, and who could like he can and get out. Yeah, <laughs> he can make a he can make a mean headstone. But again, he's he he getting full pay. He's getting like full pay to retire. They're basically like you've done such a great job. We want to thank you. You no longer mm -hmm. have to work, but you'll still get paid. Yes, mm -hmm. despite he, how, how you obviously love being here, get out. Yes, well, yeah. Um, and, and, he, and, he's, and what? I said, and now, like leave right oh, now. That's right. Um, he's like, and you're retired. Did you find anyone yet? Did you find anyone yet? Did you find anyone yet? You just told me. <laughs> and he's he shown the, uh, the map of the cemetery and ex it explained, right, that black pins are for people that are buried and white pins are for people that have like a reserved plot. Yes. Basically. Did you guys, yeah. guys think it looked like a couple of eyes looking at? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I don't, I don't really know quite why this happened. So Stu Driscoll, they call him Driscoll in this scene. And I did rewind and go back. They call him Driscoll here, but Drexel later. So I was a little confused, but it is the well, same person. They, they didn't have a Driscoll. shot. They took yeah. a shot. So. <laughs> Stu Driscoll and his new bride show up because they were given a plot for their wedding, like a burial plot. <laughs> yeah, some kind of technicality because the father didn't trust the sons with his yeah. inheritance unless he took a responsibility of having a burial plot. Nineteen fifty-eight, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So before they leave, that before he leaves, Bob takes two black pegs. And puts them in their plot spots. Yeah, not paying attention. What a goof. Right. Should have been white ones for those not yeah. paying attention at home. Yep. So now we're back at the office and he's trying to argue his way out of having to manage the cemetery. Like, um, I have work to do and actual business things. Yeah. I, why are you making me do this? I'm and up to my or, ears. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that. A couple times. <laughs> He, he just he just opens the door and points out at the business. This, this, <laughs> All right. Uh, but his uncle George kind of explains that the tradition of managing this can't be dodged. You you can't get out of it. 
Yeah, is actually and he's it, actually pretty rude about it too because the guy's just tried to read this traditional thing and he keeps just interrupting him. He's like he's like a child. I was actually <laughs> I was mad at him for doing that. I mean, under the circumstances, sucks. I mean, no, yeah. I understand. I understand why he wouldn't want to, but he was also being very rude at the same time. He was the Kevin Crook of this movie. That's, right, that's fair. Everyone knows Robert Kraft is not known for his manners. That's right. true. So uh, a phone call comes in and the Drexel Driscolls are dead. <laughs> right? Pretty much. What if they yeah, said, like, um, yeah, what is it? The Driscolls are dead. And you're like, who? The Drexels. The, the, oh, okay. <laughs> the Drex track. The Drex track. And, uh, and Bob's going to go take care of it himself. He's told, like, no, let Andy deal with it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, it's, you know. Oh, maybe and, he did. Wink, wink. <laughs> so oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. So he goes back to the cemetery and he realizes then that he put in the white pants because he goes to put in the black ones. Yeah. And he realizes. And they're on this shit. Like, you're dead. Black pin now. Like, immediately. Yeah, yeah, get out of bed at 2 in the morning. Get down there. Put those pins in. I also the really pins. had a lot of trouble. I had a lot of trouble following the, like, uh, like the timeline of this movie. Like, how long things are taking. Because bodies are coming and going, and it's like, is this the same day they died? They're being buried, and I'm a little lost in front of that. Yeah, I don't know. Fifty-eight, you know, timely uh, funerals in fifty-eight. Everyone knows that. Yeah, less people on Earth, quicker things move quicker. Boom, boom. So the note I have here is Bob's girlfriend Anne comes to hang out with him at the cemetery, and chatter ensues. Yep, she calls him handsome. Little smooching. Yeah, I didn't. She wasn't a very strong character. No, no she wasn't. He he uh, knocks her right over. Yeah, he does have a, a line for her later, though. though. Oof, we'll get to it. Uh, and then Abby stares at the map, and then he turns his head and randomly stabs a black pin into the for plot no of a of a W Isham. Is it explaining well, why he did that? Just because. He's well, I think well because he wanted to he, 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 he didn't he have like the inkling that he caused it, so he was like, Well, I'll just try this. I mean, it, he put black pins in and like they're immediately dead. Yeah. He's like, something's up here. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> and now we cut to to a to Mr. Isham, Will Isham. Uh, I don't know what he's doing with this teddy bear. Is he building he's just one? Making, I, think he's just one? Make, I think he's making it. Okay. It seems to be making it in a very dark office. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and he just drops dead. And we can see this happening because it closes in on his hands. Yeah. And you can see his hands kind of freaking out a little bit and then going limp. Yeah. So he's a dead. Poor fella. So now we're at the cemetery again, and Bob and Andy are, you know, talking as you do. I think Andy's making a headstone. He does that a lot in this. Yes, mm-hmm. he does. Uh, now, I think in, for continuity, they, they do see, say that there was only one burial this week, and it was the Isham fella. So well, no, because no, he goes through. What? Bob's going, <laughs> you motherfucker, no. Bob's going through paperwork, like he's signing off on. Yeah. Uh, like purchases and stuff, and he sees Isham, and he's like, "What? What? What?" Yes. Yeah. Yeah. An- <laughs> he flips the table, and then Andy <laughs> goes, "Yes." Like he's the last one for today. 
Oh, I thought I, I must have. I must have misheard. I thought I said it was the only. Why do you go back and week. watch the movie again and then come back and talk to us? Well, I missed it two times because I forgot to take notes the first. <laughs> I didn't forget. I just forgot to save. <laughs> to save notes. Excuse me. So, um, so Bob has like an aha moment and goes to the board, the map, and sees the black pen in the issue. Plot. Mm. Um, so then he meets up with Dennis the Menace's dad, which is fun. It's fun to see him. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I as soon as he walked on screen, I was like, "How do I know him? I know yeah. him. Where do I know him from?" Then he's I was very, like, oh. uh, very kindly. Yeah, in this movie. Yeah, and a, and a and a really good name, Jess Jessup. Yeah, double J. Yeah. Tom Thomason. <laughs> yeah, Frank Frankerson. <laughs> and I think I think he's supposed to be like a newspaper reporter, although they don't really go too into it. I think he's uh, a reporter. Yeah. Yeah. Never without a trench coat either throughout this whole movie. Yeah, look pretty sharp oh, in that thing. Skeleton. If he doesn't have the trench coat on, you can see he's a skeleton. The guy's very, very skinny. I figured underneath it, no clothes, and he was actually a flasher. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh so they have a nice conversation though. He's kind of like Bob's freaking out a little bit, and Jess is like, dude, a coincidence. Clearly a coincidence. Like, I get why it would freak you out, but it can't be anything other than a coincidence. Yeah. Which, you know, I get it. So now we go back to the office and he tells his uncle like he's done. He's quitting. He can't deal with this. And he, he's convinced himself he's killing people. And I like that his uncle's like, see the humor in it. <laughs> At one point, <laughs> yeah. you're just like, what the fuck? That's hilarious. Can I can I say yeah. I, I sent you guys a text uh with a blip from that actor's movie career. I don't know if you read yeah. it or not, but he was in a movie called Too Much Johnson. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which yes. That, was, that was like, oh, that's like the ultimate right there. For me. <laughs> uh, he makes jokes about killing the competition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he says he's going to go to the cemetery. And uh, there's a lot of good shots in this movie. I think it's a, for probably a budget of like 20 bucks. It's actually shot pretty well. Like, I think the director chose some interesting angles and things. Yeah, uh, and there's a couple of scenes where the the entire screen like just shrinks down too, which I liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The which, like, that the seemed unusual. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like this shot because he's like, he's gonna go, and you can see Bob's like hemming and hawing in his head, like, should I go? Yeah. And then he's just out there like slowly drinking water. He's like making out with that water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sensual. Uh, so Bob tags along, and uh, and then they go to. So now George is at the map in the office, and they have a discussion about how ridiculous this whole situation is, and kind of like it could be anyone. And he mentions Henry Trowbridge, the name Henry Trowbridge. That was the previous director of the. Uh, that was the one who swore he, him in. Right. Yeah. And then um, he's going to put a black pin in his. Yeah, just a marker thing. Yeah, right, exactly. And yeah. um and Bob and and if if Henry dies, he will accept Bob's resignation. Yeah. So Bob takes the pin because he's like, No, I need to do it. Like, you know, right. Uh, and he puts it in because he thinks he may be the key to the death. He's trying to figure out, like, okay, is it this map? Is it me? Like, what's causing this to happen? So, it's Andy. I, I, by the way, what? 
<laughs> no, I think it was Gibbard. Oh, it so, uh, so in his room, Bob calls the Trowbridge home like later that night, and he asks for like, Henry. Like it's, a, it's wicked late at night too, right? And like yeah, when they like answer the phone, but when, but when when they answer the phone, like he's like, "What are you doing up?" Like <laughs> no, you called, <laughs> asshole. The phone <laughs> rang, and it was you. I think it's the fifties. I think the ladies were expected to go to bed really early while the men stayed up. Why are you in the basement where you belong? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you making sandwiches for tomorrow? <laughs> so uh, he asks for Henry, and his wife finally goes to get him, and she comes back and says, Henry isn't breathing, and I need to come to the hospital. So um, I, the the musical score I, I liked of this movie uh, quite a bit as well. And a lot of, there's a lot of dun 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 kind of. <laughs> so there was a lot of harpsichord. I like the harpsichord yeah. in this too. Uh, so you definitely get that here with the, mm-hmm. oh my God, it's all true. So I don't know what day it is. I, it's daytime. I don't know if it's the next day or a week later, but now uh, the police are there at the cemetery and it's L- Lieutenant Claiborne. Yeah, he's ca- he's summoned by uh, Bob. Bob called him. Yeah. yeah. Bob's freaking out. Well, Bob explains his theory the black pin theory. And to be fair, the officer is kind of like this guy's fucking wackadoo, but okay. Yeah. And he listens to it. And he's just like, you know, it's not there's They didn't die of, uh, from homicide. Yeah. He mentioned the word homicide like a hundred times. And he actually calls it homicide the first time he says it. And I laughed <laughs> for like a minute, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> well, maybe so, they're dying like of natural causes. So there's not, there's no police involvement necessary. Like they've looked into all these deaths. Um, so Jess shows up now, Claiborne's leaving and Jess shows up and they talk about the deaths too. And again, he's just kind of like, it's coincidence. It has to be coincidence. Right. Uh, but he's starting to, Bob's kind of starting to unravel a little tiny bit at this point. Yeah. Makes sense. I'd be too. Right. Then he goes so and he now, calls out his uncle and says, Hey, you remember you said I don't have to do this anymore. Right? If this person died, right? Well, yeah. yeah. So George buys them tickets, buys Ann and Bob tickets to go away. Oh, that's right. Uh, to Miami or something, right? Yeah, because he's just like, you know, we've all talked. You were right. He died. You, your resignation is accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bob refuses now to resign. <laughs> he he, wa- he wants to stay kind of until all this weirdness is cleared up. Like whatever's happening, he wants to figure it out. And Anne tries to convince him <clears throat> that everything's a coincidence and that they should go on the trip. And this line, holy God, she tries to tell him that she loves him. And he says, if you're going to cry, do it someplace else. Yeah, that was yeah. rough. <clears throat> and then, oof, she leaves. <laughs> New T-shirt, goes, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but with the picture, it's like going to be a picture of like an angry shemp on there. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oof, that's a fucking rough line, buddy. Shemp standing there with like a, a name tag that just says "handsome" on it. <laughs> so now they have a meeting of the board. Uh, it's brought together, and <laughs> like they're all just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to do this thing. And their plan is, 
you have to go to the cemetery tonight and put a black pin for all of us. Not for himself, though, which I thought was kind of weird. Like, I mean, he's going to be part of it. You figured, he, if anything, he could have just done tested on himself. Right. That's exactly what I thought. Spared everyone else. Or just not done it and said you did. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, but they want to put a black pin in all three of their names. You're thinking, you know, when they don't all die, oh, <laughs> that the spell will be broken and he'll be back to normal. Yeah. Makes sense, I guess, kind of. Uh, but it's a demand for the board, so you can't ignore it, which yeah, like, you can. This, yeah, rules. I'm like, are you the president of the company? Uh, so he agrees. He argues it, but he finally goes like, fine, fuck you. I think that's in the movie, right? Fuck you. Yeah, he actually yeah, lined he's... them up. He lined them up and he did the triple face slap, too, at that point. <laughs> <laughs> he says, if you want to die, you chow to heads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Okay. Lame laughs> if you're going to die, go do it someplace else. So he said to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And then I didn't. There's some weird red herrings in this movie, uh, and this is one where Andy comes into the little office at the cemetery, whatever that fucking room is. Is it an office? Is it a cabin? I don't know what it is. But uh -huh. Andy tries to come in, and he's like all upset, and he's is he trying to convince Bob that there is something maybe with this map and Bob? Like is he trying, he's to trying to, he's trying to insinuate that yeah you are crazy, and trying to gaslight him basically for yeah for he's like he says something about yeah not like having a pot like he maybe has a power or yeah. something yeah he's yeah. also very sweaty at that point too he he is his little wigs a little askew <laughs> yeah well he ran right over so <laughs> didn't have time to throw some powdered sugar on him before he ran in the room <laughs> the wig and that mustache. There's yeah. a scene too where they do a close up and he has all these weird lines on his face. And I'm like, is that makeup yeah. or is he scarred? I'm sure it's makeup. Oh. Um, I mean, look at but it. he's trying he's, he's just a line faced man. He actually was eating spaghetti, but he had to run for do a scene real quick and it just, it just stuck to his face and didn't have time to take it off. <laughs> and it's black and white, so all right, no, it makes yeah, a lot it was, of sense. It, yeah. Angel hair. <laughs> it's both just bow, bow tie pass. Yeah, yeah. Stuck to his face. <laughs> <laughs> Toasted raviolis. <laughs> so, uh, but Bob's like, get the fuck out. Like, he keeps shoving Andy out. He's pretty mean to Andy. Yeah. He's like, I, do like I don't the, personally, the I'll personally pay you or yeah. anything, but ah, fix my heater. Get out. get out. Come back here and get out. Get I do in like here so I can yell at you to get out. There's a shot of him looking through the door and Andy's just like doing like an oh, out by himself. <laughs> yeah. There's a nice shot. So the phone rings, and it's Jess, who has been looking for him. He's actually at his apartment. He's inside Bob's apartment, which... No ex no explanation of why or how. Right. Like, how? Why? There's something even stranger uh, about and... the scene. If you... I'll, I'll you, go through your notes first, but there's something else I need to bring up about the scene. It... Well, all I have left is Bob explains, you know, how he stuck pins in the board members' names. Yeah. You didn't notice that when Jess Jessup left... The, there was a painting of a clown behind him. I totally did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's horrifying. Like a hobo clown. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Why is that in this movie? And there's a picture the scariest in the, part. In, in the cemetery office, there's a picture of a guy, and I swear it's, to God, it's Mark Twain. No, they. I uh, according to IMDb, it's John Wilkes Booth. Who, who'd want that? Oh, oh really? shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Why? Wow. Okay. Yeah, when he said when he's waiting for phone calls at his desk, is a picture of John Wilkes Booth behind him. Why would you have that anywhere? The director's <laughs> a big Booth fan. A big, big uh, fan of presidential fan? assassins, I guess. It's weird. <laughs> That's very strange. Yeah. So Bob sleeps at the desk now. He's like, he doesn't ever leave the cemetery anymore. Uh, and this is the first time I think where you see the map get like all blurry and woo and wavy. Is it starting to get bigger too already at this point? I don't think yet. I think it's just blurry and wavy. Oh. Okay. I do like the, how that, how enormous yeah, it gets. It takes, up a, it takes up a whole wall eventually. That was like my favorite part yeah. about this movie is that, that transgression, that uh, not transgression. There's a lot of um, cool, cool shots of the map, like with the pins and stuff. Yes. A lot of good angles. Mm-hmm. Um, so he tries to light the heater, but it's not working. Yeah, why, why didn't they just get a new one? There's like the same one for years and years, and they just never bothered to get a new yeah, one. Doesn't he even a manager of a department store? He probably sells them. He could just yeah, he could take yeah. his own inventory. Yeah. Tax right off. Listen, he's not he's not leaving the cemetery anymore, and there's no Amazon. So he's okay, stuck. Fair enough. So he calls the police and he asks for Lieutenant Claiborne. He wants to tell them about that he put the pins in the names. At this point, do you notice the number what? he dialed? For the uh, Adams one three one one. No, that well, that was the personal phone number for the oh, lieutenant. No, I didn't. It was six six six. No, it was not. For, no, I'm serious. For the police department, it was six six six. I'm not messing I with you. Against- no. Go back and watch it a third time, and you'll see. I'm gonna. I'm serious. Yeah. I, I I will go back and watch it, then curse you for wasting my time. Okay. <laughs> but uh, that one, I'm not. No fooling. There actually is a part where the map looks like it's trying to spell out six six six. By the way, with the spirals. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um, so he calls the police though when he asks for Lieutenant Claiborne, he gets homicide, he's not there. Uh, but they give him his phone number because that was a thing you did back then. And know, um, yeah, no problem. This is a personal call. Yeah. Well, here's his personal information. <laughs> yeah. And it's Adams 1311, and he calls it like repeatedly, but it's always busy every time he calls it. So then he goes and he gets the number of Bill Honiger, who's one of the board members that he put the name in, the pin in the name. And I didn't understand this. So his phone number is also Adams1311. And he goes to dial the number and he goes, <gasps> like he realizes that it's the same phone number. First off, he's sweaty, which he's trying to light a fire because he's freezing, but he's like dying of sweat. Yep. Already confused. Wh- oh, why? I know why? Why is the phone number the same? I know why. So there was a cut scene where someone hit him in the face with the, uh, the seltzer bottle and that's what it was. Oh, yeah. cut it up for time. So. They were gonna make it like a little lighter because like, yeah, yeah. getting awfully heavy. Yeah, he How about opens, the scene? He hears a noise. He opens the door in the cemetery, and there's a ghost with a seltzer bottle, and he's like, "Yeah," <laughs> and he gets sprayed in the face. <laughs> so. but, but why? Why is the phone number the same? Oversight. I don't know. No, because it's it's not in the goofs. No, it's. No, it wouldn't be a goof because he reacts to the fact that it's the same number. Like he starts to dial it and then goes like, oh, and hangs up. Oh, I don't know. 
But what I was thinking was because he had this list at his desk, it looked it would make him look really suspicious, like that was his hit list, and he was crossing off names once these people were dead. Hmm. Yeah, I was just—I was trying to figure out the phone number thing. Like I was thinking, you—you're you, uh, not going to—you're not going to sleep tonight because of it. <laughs> I'm going to make a website, Adams one three one one dot com, and I'm just going to take theories. Backslash why? Forward slash Adams one three one one dot y. Yeah, that thing. Um. So he calls homicide again and says he can't get through. But it's an emergency, and you can hear them talking, which makes me laugh. He's trying to get through, like, like <laughs> <laughs> and he's told the lieutenant's been trying to call him, but the line's been busy. Oh my goodness! So now Jess calls him, and he's like, "Jess, you got to get off the line. I'm trying to talk to the lieutenant." And he goes, "He's with me. Can I talk to him? He's not here." Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> I'm like, well, that he's not with you. Uh, but Bill Honiger is dead. Hmm. That's right. Bill Honiger's dead. No obvious signs of why. He just dropped dead. Charlie Bates is dead. No signs of homicide. He just dropped dead. And his uncle George is missing. They called to tell him about the other deaths, and George yeah. left. So now George comes in, all like old man like in his slippers like all freaked out yeah 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 and he goes up to the map and he's just kind of staring at it now at this point bob takes a gun out of not quite out he puts his hand on the gun yeah what 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 does he think i guess he thinks george is going to try to kill him to break the spell maybe that's how i took it maybe all right that's maybe you just yeah he, in the fifties you were allowed to shoot one uncle per year. <laughs> and he was he was like uh-huh. the year's almost up. I better get my uncle death in there. Get my last uncle. Yeah, <laughs> it was like the it's like an old fashioned purge, but it was just for uncles. Yeah, yeah, yep. uncle specific. Uh, that's nice. Yeah. I do remember the original purge movie, Uncle's Purge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's good. Very put specific. Out ni- put out nineteen fifty eight by coincidence. Yeah, yeah. It's called yeah. Purge my my father's brother. That's what it was called. <laughs> yeah. So I, they talk, you know, and, and eventually George takes the black pin out. Kind of like he's going to save himself by taking the black pin out. Like, Although yeah. he doesn't put a white one in. And I'm like, that's not how this magic works. I'm pretty yeah. sure. But he's like, yeah. he's like, there, he's satisfied. I've yeah. done See, it. See, he stole my plot. He just shuffles over and shoves the pin in Bob's forehead. Ooh. Yeah. I'm sure if he did, it would make a string plucking sound like a Three Stooges. Episode. There's any point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, boy. So, uh, I don't, again, time passes because now it's like daytime. Well, I think and Bob goes outside. Yeah. And he finds uh, George is dead. So. In his car. Didn't even get anywhere. And then Bob moves the car, but I don't know where to. Yeah, like he has yeah, the trouble weird. of like moving him aside, and he gets in the car and drives somewhere. But he's back in the yeah, cemetery. I know he went to uh, he went to make out point with his dead uncle. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you didn't hear him whisper. Finally, yeah. <laughs> oh, gross. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> no. So Bob's Bob's losing it at this point, which is great. I mean, I, I loved uh, I loved when he's freaking out. The music's mm-hmm. going crazy, and the camera angles are going nuts, and no, things are moving in and out. The map's getting weird. He's getting the more blurred visions. Yeah, the, now, the map's getting the, bigger and brighter. Yeah. Do, now, the, does the lieutenant come after this with his fiance and Jess Jessup? N- not quite yet. We're at, uh, at the point. I just thought. I, I put he's shouting at Andy and he's unshaven. Uh, okay. Andy. I just thought Kevin was licking his own hand. No, it looked like it's all right. <laughs> I have I have stuff on my hands for the pain, and it that would be weird. No, he's, taking a, he's taking a shot, but first he licks his hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, he's shouting at Andy because Andy because Andy's you know making gravestones, like he's etching names into gravestones, but he's like he's like Andy, like he's like. Yeah. Freaking out! <laughs> so wasn't he like he was like humming or whistling or something? Or he was singing a jaunty, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a happy song. It's like yeah. another dead person making a stone. Another yeah. dead person. Right, exactly. Thanks to me. Yeah. And like you're you welcome. Know, Twenty minutes earlier, 20 minutes earlier in the movie would have been like Andy. Can you please stop? And now he's yeah. just like Andy. <laughs> like ah, stop that. Uh, and then Andy comes in and lights the fire, by the way, with no problem at all, which is just like, oh. Mm-hmm. I'd play Bob, I'd be like, get the fuck out. <laughs> now the police, the police, Jess and Ann arrive all together. And I like that Jess goes, like, you better wait in the car. I'm like, why bring yeah. her to that? <laughs> uh, but Ann well, and Bob he, have like a moment. Yeah, she waits in the car and he goes right to her anyways. Yeah. It's pointless. Uh-huh. They have a they have a moment through the car window. Yeah, he's he's, he's like I still fucking hate you. See you later. <laughs> he's just like it's, it's over. I have, I have my dead uncle now. <laughs> Lieutenant Claiborne has like a plan that he's hatched up, and he wants him to put a black pin in the plot of a Jacob Mittner. And Jacob Mittner is someone that Bob like knows of. He's like some kind of designer, and he knows he's in France, like he's away. So the oh, idea, yeah. right, is if he dies, well, he he'll be the only person that's dead that's not a hero, like he's overseas. But he tricks him first into putting the pin in uh, under the prim- under thinking. Well, he dead. doesn't tell him that he's not dead, right? And then yeah, he, yeah. But hey, I like his rationale too. If he dies, this is one on the police. Yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> we'll take the heat for this one. Uh, yeah. But uh, but he's in the prime of his life, we are told, with no illness, and he's away. So if he dies, it'll help prove there's something up. Yes, something more. This is my favorite scene. This is the night scene where Bob's losing his shit. Oh, uh, he, he tries to barricade himself. He's he barely he makes a fire inside with random objects. Yeah. <laughs> He's like losing it. Uh, the map's getting all weird. And I like when the map blows up and is really big and bright, and you can't even make out the markers anymore. It's just yeah, like, it's like washed out. Now, yeah. At that point, too, did he was he starting to replace the black ones with white ones? Not yet. Right. That doesn't matter because when he he runs outside and he sees like you know, so I yeah. thought it was around this. 
it, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, you're almost there. So the the heater is not lighting though, and he's like <laughs> freaking out. So he starts. He's breaking something up. I don't know what. But if you look later, like he's he's like taking apart the chair. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure very important documents too. Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this is yeah. This is the part. You are correct. Where he starts taking out the black pens from everyone that he thinks he's killed. Well, it's a nice shot though. He's looking he, at the map, and it's at the map's point of view, and he's like reasoning. Well, if I put the black pens in, it kills him. If I take yeah. the white pins in there instead, it'll bring him back. He's like, he's like, he's, like, <laughs> he's really going right, like going mad. <laughs> right, Bob. Great idea, Bob. Right. Yeah. yeah. He does that. It's a nice. He has a nice shot. I like the pin going in. You see the pins falling to the ground. Yeah. Those are they feel like those sound uh, like some like dense pins, by the way. Made of steel. I was gonna say probably like like lead, like lead poisoning or something. <laughs> it makes sense, I think. Yeah. It's like like they're mercury filled lead pins. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they call them they actually call them Wait. uh kids chewing pins. They're pins for oh. kids to chew. Mm, yeah. oh, that, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, uh, I just put he, he builds a fire inside, which seems like a terrible idea, and then cut to a shot of Earth moving, like a body rising. There was a it's few a cool of those shot. shots. Every time that they, yeah. for each uh, penny removed, it showed their name, and then it did show like the head, like the ground moving or the headstone toppling over or something. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But that, but there's that one big shot of the Earth moving, like like a. Like the, you can see like freshly dug dirt on top, kind of falling off. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a cool, kind of a cool shot. At this point, where were you freaking out? You're just yelling. Like, it's it's happening. Like you were like terrified. Like oh my god, zombies oh, are real. Zombies. Yeah. You scream zombies. Yeah. You just called the police. I just ran out can I help you? Zombies. <laughs> I called. <laughs> I I did. I called the police, and I'm like Lieutenant Claiborne. <laughs> you cut. You dealt six six fifty-eight. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's right. But the, but the, the police um, are like, did you, did you mean to dial Adams 1138, sir? <laughs> 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 um, and he wakes up coughing in a room filled with smoke because, of course, you did. Yeah. Like, a, like a lacquer chair. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, if this actor survived the scene, it is clearly filled with noxious smoke. Now I'm assuming that the bucket he used to, to dump was, was like human waste from him. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he puts out the fire. Yeah, he's building a fire in the middle of, the, of his room with all the windows and door closed. Yeah, smart, <laughs> genius. <laughs> uh, but he goes out now and he sees. He goes to the first grave site of one of the names, and the grave's been dug up. I think it was a couple. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Nice rectangles. Yeah. I like the, so he runs to each one in turn. You've all been weird. emptied. But I, he, I he, ran, he ran like like a uh like you would see I mean it was he was very frantic in his runs. Like his arms are just like oh, oh, like it was like a fat guy running down a hill. But, even though he's oh, not a fat guy. Sorry, sorry, speaking of that, I had to tell you I wanted to share. It's actually related to what Kevin just said, uh, in a way. Uh, my I went on a hike, a short hike with my wife and child yesterday. In a uh, there's a trail right down the street from us that cuts through to a, like a little park, and it's there's a couple of hills that go up and down. And so my son ran down the first one. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna run down. I'll you know surprise him. I'll meet him up at the top. 
and you ever like start running and you know like you're too top heavy and you're gonna go down mm -hmm. sure i did that going down this hill and i was able to roll through in a sense and land setting up but my wife only laughed after she knew i was okay but my back hurts from that I was nice, going uh, down in, in a heap so yes i felt very embarrassed and I'm, and I'm feeling old yeah, yeah. so yeah i'm not gonna do that again <laughs> yay or you just film it next time <laughs> no that's what we both my wife and i both wish that we had in the video i want to see how i i would if it looked good enough i would have submitted that to like america's funny some videos i think she felt it would have been good enough to be featured in one of those montages of people falling over. No. Yeah. Oh, you could have been in a montage. I, that would have been fine with me. That was my that's my chair. Yeah. Not my I ass. like that all the graves all the graves being dug up, by the way. The, it's perfect. Perfectly squared. But also because the movie thinks you were stupid for every single one, it like puts the name on the from the map over overlaid. Like you remember black pins in this one, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, white, white, white pins. Yeah, that's a nice reminder. Right, right. who are all these people? Huh. Uh, so he runs back to the office. And he's one more thing though. He got, his, he got his he got his coat somehow caught on a giant headstone. He couldn't just <laughs> loosen it easily. He had to just take it off. <laughs> and he mentions it later, which is even weirder. He takes the. I love this shot. He takes the gun out of the desk and he yeah. puts it to his head. Yeah. And it's a great cutaway. It looks like something from like a like a 60s British action show or something. Like the Saint. It has like the like the white, everything goes white, just the outline of him holding the gun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like a he was silhouetted. Yeah, that was a pretty cool shot. But the phone rings and kind of snaps him out of it. He picks up the phone. He's like, my coat uh, got stuck. All <laughs> 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 he talks about for the movie. <laughs> my fucking coat. For real, though. And it's, uh, it's Mrs. Mittner telling him that Jacob Mittner died in France. Like he needs any more reason to shoot himself in the head. Right. <laughs> but now Andy comes in and he's just a fucking mess. <laughs> he's yeah. just covered in dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he, he heard the conversation and he says, like, that's impossible. Like, it's impossible that Mittner's dead. And basically he confesses, right? That he's killed everyone that tried to take his job away from him. Yep. Although the first couple Plus others didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, says, yeah. he says it just like that. I killed all of them. Plus others. Yeah. And, <laughs> and better when he's torn really... in. No. You know, when he came in, if he had, he had a beret on and like just a bunch of like French baguettes and stuff like that, because like he just <laughs> back in France on that dude. <laughs> yeah. Pardon my croissant breath. Yeah. I don't Don't mind me. I got fried I mean, legs. <laughs> I mean, the ending basically is right that he's the killer and this is why he did it. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, it, it, he makes it sound like he scared everyone to death. Well, right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He went up to them, talked to them with like a Norwegian accent, and just said, "I'm only 35." Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh! No, for real, like the idea of the zombie thing, you know, with the uh, the white pins, that that him killing these people doesn't explain the earth bubbling up. He, he, like dug, he dug them up, but but they showed but just earth moving up. on its own. They showed earth like, just like, like 
How did he, was he underneath the, yeah. the coffee just pushing it up? <laughs> doing it the hard way. <laughs> hey, she, was, she was doing it Bugs Bunny style. He tunneled in. Yeah. He pushed the bodies out. He's like, this is an Albuquerque. Yeah. Well, how did he know that Bob had, had this idea? He didn't have a conversation with him about it. Well, I've read that like a lot. That's people like this movie ex- except for the the end, the ending. Yeah, right. yeah. In yeah. the beginning, in the middle. Oh no! <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> so Andy, that I like though that um, like Mittner dying is like <laughs> freaking him out, uh, and he starts to hear the sound of someone etching a gravestone. Yes. The, the, Banging sound, which boy, that was an irritating sound, huh? <laughs> Man, uh, and he's freaking out and he tries to barricade them in the room to try to keep out like whatever's making that sound, like he's losing his shit. And you see, like, mm-hmm. a flash where he sees his own gravestone, uh, with a pin stuck in it, like a giant black pin stuck <laughs> in it, and he backs up against the map, like, oh, like freaking out. There was one scene was like earlier on in the movie, and I was like, "Why is the second hand on that on that alarm clock so weird?" And it was because oh, right. of the giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. I, I like just you made me think of it. So the police just and in again because they're fucking like the Three Stooges all bust in, <laughs> and Mitner Mitner isn't dead. It was just a ruse to get Andy to confess. And now you'd almost dead, kill yourself. So. Yeah, good job, I guess, because you scared Andy to death. Yep. Uh, Bob was almost died. He almost committed suicide like 20 minutes ago. And he almost died from toxic fumes from the fire. He started inside the closed right. building. Like, there was no other way to do this. Let's not talk about the casualty of the jacket. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. Well, so, so he actually he says to her on his way out the door, like, oh, I. I I, I don't have my overcoat. And she goes, I'll get it. Which one? How many fucking overcoats do you think he has in his fucking cemetery office? All of them? Well, <laughs> which one? Well, the, ori- the original closing shot was a pan of the cemetery. And all the graves, the headstones was covered in overcoats <laughs> with eerie music. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It says the end, question mark. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. Happy ending? Sure. I mean, Andy's, Andy's dead. Uh, like, f- six people are dead. What a death. Um, he's still in charge of the stupid cemetery for another fucking year. Yeah, he's only like a weekend. That's a rough first week. And, and, and by the way, the guy that did all the work, dead. So good <laughs> luck with that. Yep. Well, I guess uh, I don't have to pay him his pension. Uh, Batch of uh, gravestones are just going to be crayons, like just crayons on uh, <laughs> just just on, on rock. Everyone's an X. Yeah. <laughs> Mom X, Mrs X. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, uh, some cool shots. I thought it was pretty well made, considering. Yeah. I I felt this this was like a an extended Twilight Zone episode. Exactly. That's how it sure. felt to me. And yeah. I, I don't mean in a I mean, bad that, way. It would be a good one too. Like a yeah. You know, that was a that's, that's a common uh, a common review of this movie seems to be it's like like the okay. outer limits or Twilight Zone. I think Rod uh, Serling would have come up with of, a better ending hmm. had it been Twilight. Yeah, Zone. or or try to throw a moral in there somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. 
something about I didn't uh, have any of that. Pins. Yeah, some about black pins or overcoats. Uh, yeah, moral. <laughs> so just out of curiosity, I went to Theodore Bickle's uh, IMDb. He, he's the uh, oh. he was what's his face? Andy. Andy. He doesn't have the lines on his face, but he's had he had a pretty crazy career. Like if you look at his uh, like self stuff. He's been on like the Tonight Show a bunch of times, like with Johnny Carson, and even before that, he was with he was a Jack Parr. He was on a bunch of Ooh. times. He also did music. He was on Captain Kangaroo. Oh, yeah. He um, was one of the ping pong. He, balls. he was Captain Kangaroo. No, hmm. he was on Captain Kangaroo. There's a picture of him uh, playing guitar on the old Captain. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, he, and he he lived to 2015. He was 91 when he died. Yeah, good for him. Had a long life. The um, did he do the con circuit as Andy from Ever the Living? <laughs> yes, that'd be awesome. <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> oh my goodness! Sorry. The uh, yeah. Talking, the, yeah, looking, he was he was actually acting up until two thousand seven. A long time. Yeah, like he that. was on episode of Jag. Well, you know, always always played a Scotsman. <laughs> Battle on Five, Law and Order, but who hasn't been on Law and Order? By the time he was like seventy, he was playing like a hundred and forty-year-old Scotsman. Yeah. <laughs> That's, my That's my gimmick. That's my gimmick. I'm always as old. He, as he aged, you had him playing younger, so he was just an old man with like a, oh. like a you know, like a Benjamin Button style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like really long hair, like luxurious hair. Oh. He was actually in an episode of Twilight Zone. Oh, what called Four, Four O'Clock oh. from 1962. I have to look it up. I'll it definitely it up. felt like that. I mean, it's not a very long movie. It felt like one of the hour-long episodes of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Uh, almost, almost all of the movie takes place in the cemetery. So it's either the cemetery office or a couple scenes in the business office, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. His house, um, I think it's in his bedroom, right? Too. Well, that was just the phone call scene. That was just that one scene, yeah. And then, was, and then when Jess picked up the phone, yeah. And that that was the other thing when Jess when Jess is in his room calling him, the line goes dead, and you're supposed to think something ominous is happening, but I guess there was just a glitch because it didn't like, obviously mean anything. Fifty-eight suck. And then next scene, oh, rotary oh, phones. Weird. There are there was a lot of red herrings in this to make you think that it's something else, even though they yeah. don't really make sense in hindsight. Well, even towards the end with the uh, the graves, they do like seem to be moving on their own. So we think, right? Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, it's gonna happen! I've seen the poster. I know what's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. On nope. that poster, that's actually that's actually the caretaker guy. That's him. Yeah, it's Andy. Oh. Yeah, oh. with his soaking wet Andy. hands. Yep, <laughs> Andy. So we're gonna give this thing ratings or what? Yes. Yeah. So obviously, none of us had seen it before. By the way, right? correct. I hadn't seen it. Anyone, anyone heard of it? Nope. No. How'd you? No, I don't think so. How'd you come I just across it? Across it. Uh, honestly, I, the other movie that I had picked that I've been unable to find um, is from 1958. So I searched for horror movies 1958 to see what else was made that year. This title came up, and I'm like, that's a good title. And I clicked it mm-hmm. and went, oh, thank Christ, it's black and white. It's yeah. 1958, <laughs> man. It be, <laughs> definitely be in color. Yeah. Uh, I was happy. Yeah, I, I actually enjoyed it 
more than I thought I would. I've I've had that a lot recently. Like there's been a few like with the the new Saw movie and everything. I I've heard nothing but yeah. negative, so I actually enjoyed it. Really? And um, I've heard a lot of negative. Yeah, people are just stupid. But um, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. It's this is one that I would watch again for sure because it's so quick, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, get to look at some bad old man makeup. You know, it's cool. <laughs> what do you for rating? I would I would probably give it like a seven. Oh. Well, you guys. Uh, no, I I thought it was good. Like I said, it, it did remind me of, of uh, Twilight Zone, which I like a lot. So I I felt it was uh, it was brisk. They didn't uh, wasn't slow in any, any spot. I really I think I, it was helped by the uh, the the Shemp lookalike that helped <laughs> me. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'd watch it again anytime soon, but uh, well, I yeah, that, I, I, I like the idea of thing for me. But no, I mean, I like. Know. If I'm just looking to like, hey, I'm just going to have some stuff on in the background or whatever. No, but I like the idea of the story. Yeah. Even though it, it the end was kind of eh. That's like the idea of it. Like, you know, just something that simple can maybe kill people is interesting. And even going so far as to try to make you think that what's really happening by having the, you know, what looks like people rising from their graves at the end. I was, I was almost hoping to see a zombie, but at the same time, I was early on. Did you guys say, did you guys think early on that, like, oh, Andy's doing this? I didn't think I, I never think that far ahead in movies. I, I don't I try usually. not to. I mean, I don't um, try to because just based on the fact that he was so in love with his job, I was like, I think it has to be him. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's, it's either it's, him or something actually supernatural. But right, I, I mean, if you, I, I had to rewatch it. Kind of, I mean, it was really fascinating to sit down and watch it the second time to take notes. I just kind of fast forwarded through it. Yeah, uh, and there are scenes you can see Andy looking nervous or concerned sometimes when they're talking about things. Like you little, can see little subtle nuances. Yeah, like he, he does play it like he is up to something, which yeah. I didn't notice the first time through. I still, so. they still were still pretty vague on how he actually killed everyone. Yeah, because they they say it's plainly all natural causes. He's yeah, like, I just I, I didn't do anything. They died of, you know, of fright that's kind of bullshit right. i think and maybe george oh. at the end because he's old yeah uh i'll give it a i give it a pretty solid six i'd say soundtrack was good too that's me yeah old wig uh, on a young I man I, I liked it I, I didn't know what to expect going in i mean the poster did make it look like it might be kind of a more on a cheesy b-movie zombie kind of thing which i was going to be fine with mm-hmm. uh it is not it is definitely more like a like an anthology episode of a show. Um, yeah. Everyone in it's pretty good. They could have cut Anne. She didn't really serve a purpose. Well, uh, she, got the, uh, she got the most harsh insult, though. Yeah, that was, that <laughs> was worth it. That was worth it. Everyone in it's pretty good. I, I thought there were some really cool shots in it. Some interesting um, kind of uh, uh, cinematography. Uh, some cool shots. Even when he's running through the cemetery, when they put the Cameron actually runs over it as he's running towards you. I, I'm a sucker for like really low, low cost but interesting techniques to get kind of a cool effects. Uh, I really loved the map. I mean, you see this map a lot oh. in this movie. Um, yeah. But I love the design of the map. It was pretty cool. I'm like, I kept thinking it was going to turn out to be something. That they were going to realize that the map shape is whatever this fucking voodoo thing or something. 
Um, it clearly obviously is not, but like trying to like, uh, find like some kind of symbolism, like literally. Yeah, I, that's kind of why I thought it was going to happen, but well, because I'm like, oh, maybe you know, it's really happening. Everyone in it's pretty good. I mean, I think even Andy was pretty good acting wise. Everyone was fine. Uh, I don't know if I'd watch it again soon either, but um, I, I I'd give it a seven. I think it's worth watching if you've never seen yeah. it. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. It's definitely more horror than sci-fi on the Twilight Zone oh. thing or suspense. Oh, it's a total uh, horror. It's a horror yeah, crime, even. Yeah, um, it was good. All right then. Oh, well, that's I that. To, I have my choice for next time. Oh, do you want to say what is it? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, 1940 The Devil Bat. It's a okay. Bela Lugosi movie. I like, yeah. read the uh, part of the reason that uh, let me just read the IMDb summary, which enticed me to want to do this. Uh, a mad scientist develops an aftershave lotion that causes his gigantic bats to kill anyone who wears it. Yep. <laughs> so there you go. I I saw that. I've seen it in the past year. Let's. I'll, I'll watch it again though. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh man, sorry. No, you're yeah. fine. Well, that's that, boys. All right, fellas. Cool. Hi, chums. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time, sis. Yes. Yeah, Watch those pins. Don't put those black <laughs> pins in, but they don't belong. <laughs> this episode of Black and White Fright was brought to you by Fright Lights. Lithophane night lights of all your favorite monsters. Shop Fright Lights 138 on Etsy and by Gravely Unusual Magazine, the most unusual illustrated magazine. Available at gravelyunusual.bigcartel.com For more information, follow us at blackandwhitefright.com If you dare. <laughs>